Arnie's birthday Zoom with Mac Gaddis. And uh, Purdue basketball fans know Mac. Uh, uh, birthday number 59. He's a young man, as I always say. And I knew Mac. I first met Mac in the fall of 1982. We lived across the hall from each other at Wiley Hall. Uh, Mac was a model. He and Herb Robinson couldn't have been better guys to be across the hall from. And I remember. Uh, but Mac, happy birthday to you. It's it, All birthdays are good. And, and welcome to the media highlight of your life, the Arnie's birthday Zoom. I appreciate it very much. Appreciate the kind words, Alan. Yeah, and Mac, you know, you look at this, and I always ask the question kind of off the off the jump is uh -huh. what kind of family traditions? And I know you had a, at least I know of one older brother, David Gaddis, uh -huh. but also uh, what was the family tradition for you on birthdays? I'm sure you were probably uh -huh. steeped in basketball this time of year. You were, were playing for Pike High School and, and grade school, et cetera. But uh, what did you do growing up that is a birthday tradition for you? Well, I mean, like you said, I mean, most of it, the big part of it is, uh, we were always playing basketball, you know, on our birthdays. My brother's birthday is January 16th. Mine's is the 20th. Oh, okay. So, you know, you, you know, we always had, if you had uh, Friday, Saturday birthdays, you had a game. If you had during the week, you was getting ready for a game. So it was, you know, it was more that we didn't maybe celebrate on a birthday, but when an open day became available during that week, uh, you know, we did something, you know, so it really, no, really no major traditions other than, you know, go out to dinner, just quiet time. I mean, you know, with it being so busy all the time, any quiet time was, was, uh, was great. What was big back then is that we used to, we used to go to a place people remember, probably remember called Ponderosa. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We used, to, <laughs> we used to, we used to, that was like, uh, you know, that was like Ruth Chris back in the day, you know, you know, so uh, I always get the salad bar, you know, all that kind of stuff on your birthday. So those were the special moments and a couple of gifts, but you know, it's probably not like now people get uh brand new cars and <laughs> you know, trips to trips to Rome or uh, Jamaica on their birthday. So ours was very modest. <laughs> yeah. But that pond, I hate to think what you, what the Gaddis family did to that Ponderosa salad bar. You probably got your money's <laughs> worth. So that, that part is good, but you know what? I'm with you on that. Those, those, back in the days when you could have salad bars and stuff right. like that was right. all good. We didn't know any different. So no. that, that, no. That, that's, that, that's one of the beautiful no. things in life, I think. Yeah. All right. You, uh, you know, you, you're, you're obviously come from a basketball family. Brother David played at SMU. Mm -hmm. Talk about that family dynamic growing up and, and, was it a and I can't remember David a year older or two he's, years? Uh, he's two years. He's two years older. So how how much an impact were you guys wildly competitive? Did that make you the player that you were? You know, Indiana All Star, et cetera, coming yeah. out of Pike High School. What was that yeah. dynamic like for you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, we were competitive. Uh, you know, uh, uh, from a uh, just really just if I remember back, you know, when I was growing up, it was uh, it was important to be accepted when you went to play by the older kids that, yeah. that, that kind of felt like you, you made it. So I grew up the whole time playing with older people. I mean, because I played with my brother, him being two years older. If I was a freshman, most of the guys were juniors or seniors. If I was an eighth grader, they were, they were older. So it helped me, but at the same time, you know, you look back and, you know, you just kind of cut your teeth on, on things like, you know, uh, you, you see your brother do certain things, so you you want to chase those certain goals, you know. You see records, you want to chase those records. So it gave it gave more of something to shoot for, you know. Um, growing up, 
And also, also, I think that being the, being the younger brother, your older brother is always tougher on you. I mean, yeah. anything, anything that you do, I mean, it, it doesn't matter, <laughs> you, know, you know, so the older brother is not going to let the younger brother beat him. You know, if you, if you win the game, you're probably going to lose the fight kind of thing, you know? So it was, it was, it was great growing up that way. And I, you know, and I, and I cherish those moments, but uh, you know, just, just being able to play, you know, seeing somebody so good and then have aspirations to uh, succeed as well. Well, tell me about your recruiting trip to Purdue and how you ended up at Purdue. It would have been Gene Cady's third recruiting class. Right. Uh, obviously, you were accomplished Indiana All-Star and, and a good, great program under Ed Siegel at, at Pike. But how did, who, who visited you first? And how did, I mean, Purdue's obviously up the, up the road, so to speak. But how right. did you uh, how did you get to Gene Cady's program? Well, it it more it came down to more between really IU and Purdue. I yeah. mean, it was a, it was an IU and Purdue thing. I mean, uh, you know, back in the eighties, you know, uh, if if uh, if you were any good, you wanted to go to IU or Purdue. Yeah. I mean, it, there was no going to Texas Tech, Texas A and M, Tennessee, Massachusetts, or wherever. It was just you know because what's changed now is that people can see you play no matter where you live. Yeah, you know, and and uh, if you live in Indiana and you want to play in California, you'd be able to get the Pac-12 games. Yeah. You know, now you know back back then, if you played out in California, lived in Indiana, you're kind of you know you're kind of like, well, nobody's gonna see me play. Yeah. So it was more of a thing that I wanted to stay close to home, uh, so my parents could see me play, family family members and all that. But the recruiting process was really, you know, Bobby Knight visiting, you know, the house. Yeah. And really, you know, really coming down to where he said that, you know, um, I'm recruiting you and Stu Robinson. You know, yeah. you're my two guards. Uh, right now, we made an offer to Stu. If he decides to uh, take it, that'll be the only point guard we take. You know, so um, um, Purdue started recruiting me. Um, and and really, they started in the summer of my junior year. So uh, uh, summer before my junior year. So at the camps. And AAU really wasn't big back then. Yeah. So you didn't have the travel AAU like you have now where you can travel around. More schools could see you back then. I mean, more schools could see you now than back yeah. then. You know, so so it was really went to BC camp, five-star camp. Yeah. You know, those it was camps. Yeah. Or you played pickup games in the gym and coaches came in and saw you. That was really the extent of playing summer basketball, you know, or just word of mouth kind of thing. So. Um, you know, Katie visited the house. I, 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 you know, I, I enjoyed our visit with Coach Katie, and I, and I took my visit, uh, you know, to Purdue. Uh, Ricky Hall uh, yeah. was my, uh, if you remember, Ricky. He oh yeah. Recruiting, recruiting guy, and uh, we had another guy come, and he ended up going to Notre Dame. I forgot his name. Um, forgot, can't can't make out his name, but it was I a two. Yeah. You know, and it, it was it was great, and I fell in love with Purdue right then, and. Uh, by the time I left, that's where I was going to go. You know, uh, that's where that's where I wanted to be. I saw the tradition, you know, and it came down to uh, I wasn't going to try to go someplace and have to compete. You know, Knight, Knight was up front. I mean, he said, yeah. you know, you and Stu Robinson offers two first. So that tells me that, you know what, you're going to either be battling with a guy or playing behind a guy. You know, so uh, Ricky was graduating the next year after uh, I got there. So I, I saw a good opportunity to do as well. 
Yeah, and you took you took it. Now you also obviously you're you're keen. Uh, you've been involved with basketball in your professional mm -hmm. life as well. But Purdue's got a couple of pretty good freshmen uh, in Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer. But you guys had a moment your freshman year that will is still etched in Purdue history. The twenty point comeback, the greatest comeback in the history of Purdue basketball at Illinois. And Herb Robinson hit a couple of big shots. Matt Gaddis yeah. played a big part in that game. What do you tell people about that game? I mean, the fact that uh, you're down, what, 49 to 29 and can't right. score. Uh, and Gene Cady's had enough. And you were you were uh, uh, coming off the bench at that time. Uh, but he sticks you guys in and a guy named Jim Rowinski as well. But uh, tell me, tell us that what your 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 story is of that great uh, uh, February evening in 1983 at, in Champaign. Yeah, I mean that was that's that's something that, that you're just gonna have uh, you know a, a memory for the rest of your life. I mean, you know, you're sitting there, a young kid, and you know you, you've seen. I mean, I think the hard part about it with people being visualized that you're you're watching, you know, you're watching your team get steamrolled. I mean, you're, yeah. we're just we can't do anything right. I mean, missing layups and and they're making you know and they're making everything. Yeah. You know, and the fans are going crazy. And you know the Illinois fans. I mean, yeah. they're, you know, they're down close to the court. And, you know, this, you know, the, the orange is flowing. And, yeah. you know, so they're going crazy. And we're sitting there thinking, well, I guess we'll go in with a blowout. You know, yeah. that's, you know, that's what the thing is that, well, the game's going to be a blowout. We go in and, you know what, have some fun. And it just got in where, and I think it was one of those things where you started making shots. Yeah. And then they started missing. And I've always said that any run is based upon getting it to 10 points. Yeah. If you're down by 20, if you can get it to 10, it's a new basketball game. And it and it got to it got to 15. They called a timeout. They missed a couple. We get a couple, you know, uh easy buckets. It gets to, you know, 12 points. And now you know if it gets to nine, you got a real, a real good chance. You know, so it it just everything just was going wrong, started going right. Yeah. And we started making baskets and, and, and their fans started getting more quiet. And, and at that time, you know, when you get down from 20 to nine, as a player, you're thinking, if we lose this, we're going to be, this, this is going to be bad at home. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know, so you could see them getting real tight, thinking about every shot that they missed was a conversion for us. And it just got, it just got down to a point where, you know what, we weren't even watching the, watching the clock we just we were playing like it was a pickup game yeah. you know so we were just going up and down up and down the floor you know scoring and, and what I was hoping that when we got it down so low that coach didn't sub everybody back out for the starters yeah you know, because that's he what, didn't no he didn't and that's what you see a lot is where teams make a comeback and all of a sudden it's back to four or five points now the starters come back in you know and coach was like well I guess these guys brought us to this point let's roll with it you know and and that was that that was just a great that was just uh i think it was a bonding moment you yeah. know for the team as well and when you do that when you get down in other games you always think back to those games and say well you know what it can be done you know but it's not something that you lean on and try to make a you know you want to make this your uh <laughs> your focal point that oh no big deal you get down 20 you can always come back i mean most teams just don't let you do that, but it was a fond memory, and I, I'll always live with that good one. 
Yeah, benefit of also having is the trial year of the three-pointer first That's year right. in the Big Ten, and right. and a number thirty-two. I can remember Herb hitting a couple from this That's from right. the corner, and a, I think yeah. one, assist by you. Right. Said, oh my God, they're they're gonna they're gonna do this. And of course, the bank shot. Where were you in the bank shot? And of course, it was Jim Rowinski's banker to win it. Uh, I thought I was just on the perimeter. Maybe uh, I cannot remember back out without looking at that old DHS tape again. I mean, I need yeah. to get that <laughs> and put it on, put it on some kind of disc. Uh, oh, no you know, doubt. You know, uh, I, mean, uh, uh, I just think I was on the perimeter somewhere, maybe waiting on the ball. But you know, and that was odd that Rowinski ends up taking the shot. I mean, yeah. that's how crazy it was uh, is that he ends up taking a three. I mean, of yeah. all, you know, of all baskets, you know, so I can't remember exactly, but I knew I was around the perimeter somewhere, just waiting on the ball. That's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I got a, I have a copy of that picture. It's pretty wide, wide screen enough. I'll, we'll, we'll right. we post your, when we post your birthday zoom. I'll find that and stick that okay. up and we'll, 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 we'll see. I don't know if you're in the frame or not, but okay. a lot of fun. All right. You also had, and you've been watching this basketball team. And of course, mm -hmm. uh, as an alum, uh, have to be proud of uh, what you're seeing out of Matt Painter's team. Uh, you're a basketball guy. You analyze it as well as anybody else. What do you see for this team and, and maybe uh, some of the challenges ahead? But uh, yeah. obviously, this is a, a record start, 18-1, and one, uh, the best start in Purdue, Purdue basketball history. But what do, you, what do you like out of this group? Out of the I, I like this team a lot. I'm, I mean, actually, you know, I thought back and I was like, is this team better than last year's team? Yeah. You know, and that's, that's because you look at the talent they had last year, with Ivy and Williams and, you know, and, and those guys are not here now with Hunter and Thompson. And you, and you look at it on paper and go, there's no way that's more talented. But I think yeah. what this team has, what I see with this team is that I think it's, it's got better role players. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that, I think, is that guys know what they're supposed to do when they come in the game or when they're on the court. I know that, you know what, I'm supposed to play defense, rebound, hustle, get loose balls. You know, um, you know, I'm supposed to get other people open, and when I do, I need to make open shots. You know, and I think that sometimes freshmen, when they come in, they don't know any better. A lot yeah. of them, I mean, they just they just play basketball. I mean, they don't even know that they're a freshman or not supposed to be doing something. And I think that's what you're seeing with uh, Lawyer and Smith is that, and uh, those two guys, they play well together. They kind of feed off each other. They know where each other uh, is on the court. You know, so uh, I just I like this team. I, the one challenge I see with it, and you know, people ask me all the time, "What do you think about the Purdue team?" Is that if they ever have to face a team that probably has really athletic wings, yeah. And, okay, and and really what I mean by that is that it's maybe not a team that is better, but I think it 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 gives them more problems because it makes entry passes harder. It makes guys on the perimeter. You're going to have teams that pick you up full court. And when you have big guards, they give smaller guards problems, not from the standpoint that they control them, but they're so long that they get their hands on tip balls. They, 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 they get in passing lanes. And sometimes they get you sped up. And that's what freshmen get in trouble sometimes is, is that they, get, they, they pressure you so hard that you try to beat them and you don't know sometimes when to when to back it down and slow down. You just keep going, and then you're going too far. And now they got you sped up, and it makes it a track race. Yeah. So I don't think that this team wants to get into 
a rip and run with teams. I think it's a better half court basketball team than, than last year. I think last year maybe had better score. Yeah. I think has better guys that that play probably team basketball. I think yeah. that's 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 what I see with this team. They don't care who scores, you know, as long as they get the get the job done. And I think this team, I think this team can go far. I think that you know it's it's a lot of good teams in the country, you know, and it's a lot of uh. I think I think it goes as far as as Evie plays. I think yeah. Zach is the key to this team. I think that if he's playing well they're hard to contain because it opens up the perimeter if he's playing well. If he's not playing well, it makes guys defend the perimeter or sag back in. So it's a uh, sky's the limit for him. I mean, this is this team can win a national championship. I'll put it that. You have played a lot of basketball, watched a lot of basketball. Have you ever seen a guy like Zach Eady? Seriously, seven forward, and he's really – He's his improvement has been been well documented, but he is uh, he is really something. Yeah, yeah, I've I've, uh, I've seen a lot of basketball and I've seen a lot of big guys, but he seems to have uh, he seems to have some skill that most big guys don't have. Uh, um, the one thing that I, I do see with him is that people always ask, well, what about the next level? You know, I, I think that. Yeah. The challenges of the next level is that there's so much uh, high screen and roll in the NBA. It's one screen, guy goes around, big man has to come and help. You know, you got to think that on a nightly basis, he might have to help off the guard, a Kyrie Irving, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and that's the challenges of what it is now. If, if Zach played when I played, he's the first pick in the draft. Yeah. Okay? I mean – the kid from Illinois last year, Kofi, he's the first pick in the draft. Yeah. The, the, the game has changed where it's a more of a positionless game and guys play multiple positions and you have to be able to guard multiple positions. On a night, Zach's got to guard Paul George. Yeah. Okay, He's got to guard Kevin Durant. And then next night, Joel Embiid. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, that's the kind of thing, that's the challenges. That he's got a face, but as far as college, great basketball player. Yeah. You know, the best of, you know, the the best I've seen in this, you know, so far this year is Zach Eady. Yeah. But that, you know, that's he's gonna get better too. Yeah. And if he improves on those things that he needs to, there's no reason why he can't play at the next level. But there's some challenges that facing that athletic players sometimes don't have to face. Yeah. Well said. All right. Tell me about your, what's, what your day job is with state farm, but also your family and, uh, and who will be celebrating with you today. Right. Well, I'm a uh, state farm, state farm agent since 1997. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, here in um, uh, Indianapolis, uh, over on the East side. So I, I enjoy what I do, you know, uh, wouldn't do anything else right now. Enjoy the freedom of the job. Uh, so what comes with it, you know, I've done a lot of travel, uh, Still get to see a lot of basketball, so that's important. But uh, family, um, married, uh, two kids. One kid uh, plays basketball at Anderson University. He's a junior at Jordan. My daughter's uh, Olivia is a senior at Knowlesville High School, plays tennis. So uh, she's actually, uh, she got her acceptance to Purdue. Oh, good. Uh, week, so excited about that. Uh, so uh, we're just enjoying watching Jordan play basketball right now. And, uh, they'll, uh, I know... Uh, I'm not sure who will be spending it with me, but we'll figure that out as the day goes on. You know, it is like, hey, what you got going on? Uh, you know, 
we're doing this, we're doing that. So just looking forward to a relaxing global day. Really. All right. Beautiful thing. And yeah, I'm sure you'll get a chance to hopefully to get up to Mackey Arena. And certainly you'll be watching the Boilermakers as they continue. Uh, when you're not watching Anderson, you can get a chance to watch Purdue. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, you are, you got the personality. We've have uh, uh, the state farm business is perfect for you. Just uh, you're always been a, been a great guy to be around even back to back to your late teenage days. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when Matt Gaddis was coming forward, you were it was always a good situation. So, hey, have a great birthday. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in the, in the hallways of Mackey at some point in time. But uh, uh, And who knows? Maybe we'll see each other in uh, Houston for the Final Four. But we don't want to take – don't want to get too far ahead on that, but it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I appreciate it, Alan. I uh, hope everybody has a great day, and I appreciate you sharing the day with us. All right. Thanks so much, Mac. Happy birthday. All right, buddy. Thanks.